Charleston. They now can try their slipper and see if it fits at the big ball. East Tennessee State Buccaneers, they're dancing, boys. Underbuskero, Perea lays it up. 1.4. Perea hits it. The pass is caught. Ready for the game winner. Wide left. Bucks win. Nucky spotting for three. The place is going to erupt. Oh, Deuce Bellow. He's going to make Sports Center with an incredible. Jarvis Jones, the game right. winner, got it. Ball game. East Tennessee State's going to leave on another. They got him. Right. If he catches it, it's over. Ball game. Touchdown, Jawan Stinson. 25 yards. J.J. German for the win. He got it. J.J. German and the Bucks have shocked the Bulldogs. And the sidekick. Say hello to my little friend. What's your name, man? I told you. It doesn't matter what your name is. You're handsome. You have the perfect amount of scruff. And you still have no talent. It's Sandos and the sidekick on the Buccaneers Sports Network. Oh, it's another edition. Sandos and the sidekick. Jay Sandos, Mike Gallagher, another jam-packed show for you today. We'll recap some of the best quotes we got from Randy Sanders on the ETSU Radio Coaches Show last night from Wild Wing Cafe. We also have uh, It's Crazy Coach Thursday, so we'll debut that. We'll ease him into it before uh, I've got some quotes I'm sitting on for the following week uh, that I'm going to throw at him and see how he interprets that for us. And we're going to talk to the Tennessee Athletic Director, Philip Fulmer. He's obviously instrumental in helping ETSU in its return to football, hiring the first coach, Carl Torbush, now obviously uh, down the road at his alma mater as the Athletic Director. We're going to talk to him about his time at ETSU, what he thinks the game uh, ETSU and Tennessee means for the Buck Faithful. And then I might even, uh, I don't know, maybe we forgot time, we'll ask him a question or two about uh, Tennessee's offense and defense, throw a couple softballs at the former head football ball coach and see what he says this is how new i am to this area i did not know that people actually refer in letters to coach fulmer as cfp no cpf that's it. Oh, right yeah CFP. boy, boy college could... football playoff coach phil fulmer i just got the two mixed yeah, up yeah boy yeah you didn't yeah you didn't know yeah, yeah thank you thank you thank you i was glad you were gonna first the comment of the day and i'm already getting red alert there that's we not go. a good thing uh, but yeah cpf I did not know that. I, literally, the man is an acronym. It's incredible. He is a legend around this area. I'm just learning this over the last 15 or so months. Everyone around here, of course, already knows it. But uh, his influence doesn't stretch so far north to Minneapolis. I know that may shock some, but uh, you know, have heard of him, of course, and know of his work. But uh, up in Minneapolis, he is not revered as CPF. We only know CFP, the college football playoff. And so CPF was kind of a shock to me I saw on Twitter yesterday. I know this is a uh, podcast, and, and we're, we don't have a video element today, but you're going to have to fix the buttons on your shirt, or it's going to drive me crazy for What's the entirety of the, the show. On my shirt? Well, you've, you've missed one. I'm, oh, I have? Oh, it's brutal. <laughs> Wait, it's, really? It's, I really? I cannot, oh, my God, I, I cannot have. continue oh. the show the one day until that, you fix it. The that. one day this that we need video. I mean, I've got, like, I mean, the first button in the second brutal. hole, and then the first button is, like, in the third hole, too. It's bad. And, it is really bad. And and it's like, it's, this is your favorite shirt, too. It's collarless. It's the women's shirt. It is a women's. I think it may have been women's tennis or golf when they wore these shirts. There are about 40 or 50 of them left over, and naturally. They shouldn't go to waste. So yeah, no, uh, I'm, I'm not ashamed. You know, I'm comfortable in my masculinity. Okay. No, I feel better. I feel, it's good. I'm it's sorry. Good. I, that good. that okay. is weird. That would have I was not. Too. I was not going to be no. able. I couldn't focus, no, man. It's my fault. That's, that's not uh, how it looked when I left the house this morning. I so, what happened between there and here? I have no idea. I, I don't even want to know what happened between there. Maybe you're just preparing for uh, the Naked Watch, which we, we should we should <laughs> have made a bumper ask, for that. We're going to ask Crazy Coach. There it coach. is. See, Naked Watch. There it is. We're going to ask Coach, uh, once he joins us at, what, 1130 or so, is he going to be naked? 
Uh, has he felt that feeling where if he gets a victory, he was going to strip down and celebrate in all his glory, his birthday suit? So that's my question I'm going to have for Crazy Coach coming up uh, in the middle of our podcast here, one hour long every day of the week on Sandos and the Psychic. Let's get to uh, Coach Sanders from last night. He joined you on the ETSU Coaches Show from Wildwind Cafe, 6 to 7 every Wednesday night, 71 Wilson Avenue in downtown Johnson City. The first thing that I was interested to hear from Coach, and he joined you about 620 or so. We got a lot of good sound bites from him, but the one that caught my ear naturally, your first game as a starting quarterback, you're given the reins by Coach Sanders, Logan March. He has been on some big stages. Just what did Coach Sanders, how did he evaluate Logan? He talked with us a bit in the press conference about it on Monday, but had some more extensive thoughts about Logan March in his first outing. I thought for a first game he played very uh, very well. I, I thought there was uh, some plays he made that uh, I, I was going into the game, I was kind of hoping he would make, you know, as far as having his eyes in the right spot, making the right decisions, doing things like that. Uh, I, th- I thought he threw the ball very well. He missed uh, the one post route that was pretty glaring. He missed uh, one throw over on our sideline there in the uh, first quarter. There's not a whole lot of excuse for His timing was good. Uh, he made the right decisions in, in handling protections. He made the right decisions within the run game. He made, for the most part, the right decisions in where to go with the ball. And uh, there's still room for improvement. I thought it was interesting when he talked to us at the press conference and he chatted with you a bit about it post-game, too, that he was giving actually a negative grade to Logan March on a great throw that he made simply because that throw wasn't going, quote-unquote, where it was supposed to. And that's maybe a little bit of coach speak as well. But when he talks about seeing the same things as Logan Marchie, it's not necessarily a good throw that's always going to get you praise from your coaches. It's making the right decision. The, when it, It's a typical throw across your body to the middle of the field. And granted, that worked against Mars Hill. Are you going to get away with that this week against Tennessee or even against the upper echelon of the Southern Conference? Maybe not. The truth is he could have walked that ball into the end zone. He didn't even need to throw it. Now, he's quarterback and wants to chunk it around, and I get that. Um, but that was not the guy that he didn't want him to throw to. And not only that, he didn't want him to, if he was going to throw that guy, he didn't want to. The other thing is Wick, uh, Evan Wick, probably could have come back towards. He just kind of, you know, he hunkered down because it was man-to-man and saw his man going there, so he hunkered down sort of like you would in a zone defense and got himself open. But still, he waited for the ball to come. He didn't go get the ball, the typical things that you expect. But I thought it was funny in the postgame show he had made a comment about uh, same thing about the eyes. He was like, look, you know, uh, I read the defense as the play goes and to see where it goes. So, you know, if he goes to where my eyes aren't, then he's wrong. If he goes to where my eyes are, either he got it right or we both got it wrong. Right. <laughs> and so I found that funny. That yeah. He had admitted that, you know, some, sometimes I don't have it right either. You right. know, I'm in the wrong spot. So I, just, I found that a little uh, amusing that that was a take for him. But also I, I like the fact that he can be honest and say, okay, look, we scored on that. But that's not what I want you to do moving forward. Or that's that's a play maybe we don't need to try to make. Uh, sort of like that, um, you know, bad shot, bad shot. Oh, win and good shot. Yeah, right. you know, you, know, you see that all the time. Like, or, or don't swing, don't swing. Oh, oh yeah, but double, double, double that line, right? There's always those situations where you can kind of hear a coach start to say something and then it works out. And you're like, all right, good shot. Don't ever shoot it again. You know, one of those deals. The most famous one in my sports history being from Minnesota was Brett Favre crossed the body 2009 oh, NFC sure. Championship game with time winding down. Just kicked the field. You know, I'm still beside myself about that one. We moved on to look more at Tennessee last night. You and Coach Sanders from Wild Wing Cafe. And this was an interesting discussion I thought about how long it really does take 
for a coach to come into a situation as Coach Sanders and Coach Pruitt are at the University of Tennessee and really instill everything that they want to get on the defensive side, offensive side, because as it turns out, Coach Sanders kind of revealed to us that it doesn't come along as quickly as some may think. If you go into my office right now and you pull up Tennessee defensive film that we've been studying, there's a whole lot of Alabama in there, you know, because it's, it's the same scheme. You go back and look at what Tennessee did against uh, West Virginia, they're doing probably, you know, 15, 20% of what uh, Alabama did. And right now, offensively, we're doing probably 15, 20% of what I hope to do at, at some point. Uh, it, it just takes a little time to get everything installed and taught. Uh, the guys may know what to do and they may know how to do it but they don't know how to do it well. So I think what most people, when a new coach comes in, really focus on is, well, how long before this is their team, quote-unquote? And recruiting is always the thing that they talk about because you're taking over an entire batch of players that are from a previous coach, and it takes, what is it, the third year, right? Things should really start hitting the ground right. Third year, uh, fourth year is when you really see the rubber hit the road for a new coach. But what I don't think they talk about often is that system over the long haul. Of course, early on, you hear a lot of people talk about system, but the fact that so much time has been put in by ETSU and by Tennessee over in Knoxville, and they're preparing for the second game of the season, but they're still only doing probably 15 or 20% of what each coach hopes to do means that there's still a lot left to be done and that getting that full system in may not happen until all the way in next year. You got any thoughts on that? No? Yeah, no. I, the, I'm trying to think how to word it. So in the – old days, and I, I say that the 70s and 80s, you could put in your whole system and go ahead and win two, three games, and everyone was fine with that because you were trying to implement everything. You needed time to get your players. You need to do all that. As you know, you cannot do that today. And if everyone had the little – maybe I'll ask Crazy Coach this. If everyone had a little true serum, you could say, look, I know I've got to win – the last coach won six games. I've got to win seven. Yeah. Or, or for Coach Tor, uh, Coach Torbush won four. Randy Sanders like, well, I, I need to win five or six. It's and, gratification and, society. And yeah. so you 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 can't do that anymore. So you can't put the full system in that would that that you could just say, you know what, we're going to take our lumps by running this system. But guess what? Year two will be better. Year three will be rocking and rolling. So you have to do it in phases, and coaches have to figure out how to adapt what they really want to do to be competitive for for fan bases because nobody. Once to uh, fans are honest too. They don't, you know, they've got rid of a coach not to turn around and watch three and nines, but they got rid of a coach because, you know, they want to see at least what they did last year and then knowing there's improvement coming down the road. And I think that, um, you know, they won't all admit to that. And that's why you see 15, 20% now. By the end of the year, it might be 35, 40%. But the next year, he's still not going to get to 100, whether that's Jeremy Pruitt, whether that's Randy Sanders. It's That third year is probably going to get there because some of the issue is the players have to know how to practice what he's wanting to, you know. And, and, and so you get all that mesh into it. But ultimately, it comes down to, I think, that the fan bases just want to allow a coach to go ahead and just implement everything he wants to do. Know that year one is going to be rough. Year two will have improvement. And by year three, hopefully you got things going. Because the problem is, in year four, especially at the SEC level, if you haven't done what the fan base is, then you're looking for another job. And so you've got to balance that. But let's be honest, everything that Coach Pruitt wants to do offensively is more based off what he did at Florida State and what he did at Alabama. Those are more balanced attacks and more pro-style, if there is a pro-style in the college game, where 
Butch Jones was a spread guy. I mean, it's it's completely different. So the personnel grouping's different. Now, defensively, I don't think they did much. I think they were still out of Fall of Tennessee exclusively last year if they were 4 3 3 4, but I don't think there was that much of a difference. They moved Congo, uh, Jonathan Congo, who was a defensive end, to the Jack linebacker, which is basically the outside linebacker that's going to rush more. So he's basically a glorified defensive end, as they do in a 3-4 uh, 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 hybrid situation. Yep. So certainly that transition is is, is going to, to, to be fine. And then there's different traits. Like let's uh, just a tight end for an example. In a spread offense, you may need the tight end to be athletic. And, and yeah, he can block a guy, but he, he's got to be able to block, catch, make a play in home space. In a pro-style offense, you know, you may need a more physical – guy that can block now he has to catch too certainly but he's going to block and do some things in the run game differently than what they're asking the the spread tight end to do and that's just one position but that certainly shows you how you know if you've got four tight ends in the mix and all four of those tight ends were recruited by the other coach it takes a while to get a few more in there or maybe those guys can adapt maybe they had physicality in them or they need to gain 20 more pounds or 30 more pounds. So it's just interesting to see. But to get the full system in there, it clearly takes a while. Uh, uh, and, and especially, I think, I thoroughly believe because of the way it is now that it takes longer to get those systems put in place because nobody's going to accept your one going back from what they just fired. A lot of fans this weekend are going to find their allegiances split. I don't think you or me fall into that category. Our producer, Trey Adams, back in studio, is a Tennessee Volunteer fan as well as an ETSU Or Jacob, if if Jacob. Jacob. Either way, yep, and and a lot of people are in that boat. Randy Sanders says he's okay with that. That's no problem, as as long as they send the check to us and send the check to to Tennessee or or they support us or, you know, they come see us when they can. I, I got absolutely zero problem. We have a lot of great fans. Tennessee has a lot of great fans, and... This gives us a chance to, uh, to to kind of make our name around the state, get, to get our brand out there. Uh, obviously, we want to go play well, and we want to win the game. But the, it gives us a chance to um, to let everybody know what ETSU is all about and, and what a great place we have here. And, and we do have a great place. We've got a great city to, to go to school in, and we got a great uh, university, and you get a good education and uh, get a chance to play some pretty good football along the way. Big important thing there, and you're an athletic administration guy. One of the absolutely huge things this weekend is that ETSU gets some more exposure and get to be on SEC Network and go be in front of 100,000 people at Neyland Stadium. Coming from that angle with it, obviously you'd like to win the game on the field, but really you're winning one way or another this week if you're ETSU, whether the score is for you or against you by the end of those 60 minutes. I think um... – the, the the biggest thing is, and I've told fans this for a year, because there's nothing that makes me more mad, and, and I'll just – we're in the trust tree, right? More mad than somebody whose parents had graduated from ETSU and had a good life and created a good life for their son or daughter, and that son and daughter goes to ETSU and be able to create a life and find their spouse there and all that. And then we play Tennessee, which they're a fan of. No problem with that. But they show up in orange on that day, and yeah. I'm just like, you know, it's 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 one game. Let's be honest, the chances at the level. I'm not, and 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 we can talk about the differences if, if we have time for another show in volleyball and baseball. Not fully funded, as in every single athlete is full scholarshiped. Those sports in football and basketball are much much uh, stacked. The deck is stacked against uh, the small schools because they don't have as many 
scholarships and everyone isn't on that. But when this is a fully funded program, you just struggle to do that. When you have an example of baseball or volleyball, you can offer a kid. You know, Tennessee may say, hey, every kid's on 30% scholarship. Well, ETSU can find a gym and say, you can go 30% there. I'll give you a full ride. Well, now you're talking about financially, hey, it might be better to go to ETSU and get a free education in one of those sports, in soccer, volleyball, whatever it is, baseball, softball, tennis, uh, golf. I can get a full ride there. Maybe, you know, at the SEC schools, they pretty much, everybody's straight across the board a certain percentage, and that's what everybody gets that, because, they you know, they're selling themselves and playing at the highest level. And, and football and basketball is just way different because everything's on a full ride. So you can't pick off some other talent that maybe wouldn't go there. And that's a very quick answer to that. But my, my thing is, very few times ETSU and Tennessee compete in general. And very few times is it in a meaningful game, like an NCAA tournament game. Uh, certainly they're not going to play in the college football playoffs. It's impossible because of different divisions. But in basketball, they could play in an NCAA tournament, okay, and that affects. And I've heard, well, but if ETSU beats Tennessee, it hurts their at-large opportunity. Who cares? Okay, if they can't, they, they need to worry about that. My thing is, is that one game, you put up the orange, support ETSU, and I'm not saying you can't even clap if Tennessee made a great play. I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying you cheer for ETSU when the game's over and that Saturday comes on and there's two different kick times. You can wear orange during the Tennessee game, then you wear blue and gold during ETSU's game because the reality are we aren't competing for the same things overall. And so uh, when you get into league play, and I was on a couple of Tennessee shows uh, leading up to this, Jason Swain I was on today, and he was the one that made the point and said, hey, we keep up with ETSU. He said, clearly I played at Tennessee. It's my own. I said, but football's back. we got a lot of kids in the state that play. I love to see it. I love to, to give guys updates. I know there's ETSU fans that are Tennessee fans. And, and uh, you know, after this week, I, I hope Tennessee fans will become more of an ETSU fan. And I love that he said that because, again, there are so many kids from the state that get an opportunity to play. So my soapbox for the day is if you are an alum of ETSU, you're from here, you know, you've got ties here for one game, one game. You can put it on and be blue and gold uh, or even go neutral if you're confused and just cheer everything. Everything's a cheer instead of that point and celebrate it. But, uh, uh, you know, like tonight, wideout, I'm going to be very disappointed if I see a lot of orange in the stadium uh, for the soccer match as opposed to white or blue and gold. My soapbox is Coach Sanders' final slash for the day. But let's go. I, I, we'll go take our chances and see how it comes out. One more time. But let's go. Let's, let's go. go. Let's Give it to go. me again. Let's go. Let's go. Let's let's go. go. Let's Randy go. Sanders, let's go. Take our chances and see how it comes out. Coach has got me fired up. One more time, Trey. But let's go. Let's I, go. I, let's go. Coach Sanders and ETSU out. football. 48 hours from now, depending on when you're listening. Neyland Stadium, 100,000 people. Get your brand out there. Put a good product on the field. Keep it close. Pull the upset. I don't really, honestly, care one way or another uh, if it's an absolute blowout or a tight game, I am cheering for ETSU and loving the fact that they are getting the chance to go on this stage. Like that, That's just bottom line for me. I, if it's an upset and they go in there and crush the spirit of 90,000 people, even better, right? But to be on that stage and to have this be the landmark thing. You talked about it on the, on the show last night. There were five steps for you, right? And I can't remember all of them, but the fifth one was going and getting that kind of national exposure against a big opponent because that is when your team and program are really back. I thought that was a brilliant point by you last night. You had five points lined up of first step, second step, third step, fourth step, and when are you actually fully here? That's this Saturday. 
Oh, I got more to say about that. The problem is we're running up on a break. Let's Co- go. Co- Coach Coach Fulmer's Let's calling go. in. we got to get him on the line. Let's go, so, Coach Fulmer. Uh, Let's athletic go. Director Philip Fulmer of CPF. Tennessee will join us in just a little bit as uh, a very fired up Mike Gallagher, the sidekick Woo! today on Sanders and the Sidekick. Uh, we'll be back uh, right after this short time. Oh, don't forget, you can subscribe to the iTunes podcast. You can also download us on SoundCloud. We will have it updated on the social media accounts as far as ETSU Athletics is and the Buccaneer Sports Network account as well. More with uh, the AD of Tennessee on the other side of this timeout. This is Sanders and the sidekick on the Buccaneer Sports Network. Whoa, whoa, hey, hey, everyone settle down. What's all the commotion about? There's a new instant game launching in August? It's only a dollar? And there are 12 different versions featuring 12 different dogs? Celebrate the dog days of summer with the new Lucky Dog Instant Game. Collect the whole litter today, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Citizens Bank and our growing lending team are excited to support the game broadcasts of the ETSU Buccaneers. We are proud to provide a lineup of options that fit the needs of local businesses, whether it's an expansion loan, remote deposit service, SBA loan, or treasury management services, we can help your business grow. Visit our website or your local Citizens Branch to speak with a qualified lender to learn more. From everyone at Citizens Bank, Go Bucks! Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Looking to promote your business but don't know the best avenue? Stand out from the crowd and go big with billboards. We're Allison Outdoor, and we're the new guys in town. Whether it's digital or traditional billboards, our locations span the Tri-Cities. If you're looking for high exposure for a day, a year, or anything in between, we have rates and packages for you. Call Nick Stickley for pricing at 423-360-4809 or allisonoutdoor.com. And go Bucks! I feel like day after day it's all the same. I know there's more out there. I I just can't reach out and grab it. (laughs) Does that sound crazy? Uh, no, but I'm a butcher. Perhaps a nice seafood dinner would help? Gosh, that sounds great. Excellent. I'll steam some shrimp for you. Really? No one's ever said that before. At Food City, our butchers can't solve your existential crisis, but they can offer a ton of other great services you won't find at most other grocery stores. Butchers make it better. Only at Food City. Today and every day, the Johnson City Way. Johnson City Hyundai is proud to support East Tennessee State Athletics. Excellence in education, teamwork and trust, success and understanding. They are the core values that drive the ETSU Athletics program to excellence. ETSU Athletics and Johnson City Honda, a winning combination. The Johnson City Way. Today and every day, Johnson City Honda is committed to bringing the Tri-Cities a truly unique way to buy a new Honda or a certified pre-owned Honda. It's a way of business we like to call the Johnson City Way. When you come to Johnson City Honda, you can have the confidence in knowing you're getting a great deal along with outstanding customer service that will last long after the sale. We invite you to come by today and shop our outstanding selection of vehicles and experience a different way, an easy way, our way, the Johnson City Way. Johnson City Honda, proud to support the ETSU Athletics Program. Today and every day, the Johnson City Way. Johnson City Honda, Johnson City. Santos in the sidekick. Uh, Jay Santos back with you. Mike Gallagher will be with us here. Next segment, I had a chance to talk to Tennessee Athletic Director Philip Fulmer about all things ETSU and had him break down a little bit of the game going into Saturday. I caught up with him a little bit earlier today. 
My pleasure to be joined on the phone now by current Tennessee Athletic Director and certainly a friend of the ETSU football program, Philip Fulmer. And, Coach, I appreciate you taking the time today. You were so instrumental in getting ETSU back on the gridiron. Uh, just talk a, a very briefly about how, you know, you were involved with ETSU getting it back and maybe what you think it means for the Bucks to be on the field Saturday against Tennessee. Well, I think all the credit in the world has to go to Brian Nolan and, and Dr. Sander. They, they, it was Dr. Nolan's idea, obviously, and I think a great one. You know, his, his thought was it, it, it helps with retention because kids have a place to go and watch their school play on the weekend. It keeps East Tennessee kids in East Tennessee, you know, playing football. And it's not just about football. It's about scholarships, you know. You have people in the, you know, and the trainers and the managers and the cheerleaders and opportunities for the bands. So I, I just think it was a great, uh, great thought on his part, and I was honored to help a little bit. Um, you know, it was an easy thing to do because they're such wonderful people, and obviously I have a big uh, place in my heart for the ETSU family. So I'm, I think it's interesting that we're getting to play each other here this this early and and uh, look forward to seeing everybody this weekend. Coach, uh, uh, Philip Fuller joining us on the phone right now. Coach, talk uh, about uh, you know Randy Sanders getting the job. I know that was someone that he he had told a story about you had kind of reached out to him the first go around. The timing wasn't right, and the second time around it did work out. Just talk about him and, and why you thought he would be a good fit here at ETSU. You got a guy that's a great football coach and a tireless recruiter. Some of our best players at Tennessee were guys that Randy recruited. Uh, he, he, he was from Morristown, so he's already, you know, really familiar with the area and the, and the people in the school, and connected to coaches all over the country. So if there's ever, a, you know, a transfer opportunity or some of those things, he was, he's one of those guys that kind of had it all. The tour. And, called offenses and certainly understands defenses so I, I just know he, uh, coach talk about your your team now the Tennessee Volunteers obviously hiring Jeremy Pruitt to come in just uh, great accolades on the defensive side of the football certainly he he took on one of well one of the Heisman favorites as far as quarterback go but just talk about coach Pruitt and your vision for for him and and the team moving forward yeah, we, we ran into a hornet's nest in that offense of West Virginia. I mean, there there's two or three pro guys, you know, playing. The guys that will be pros playing at receiver. The quarterback, as you said, the Heisman, one of the Heisman guys, candidates, played like it against us, particularly there in the third quarter. Um, you know, we kind of shot ourselves in the foot several times on offense. Uh, and, you know, but, but, but we showed, you know, we came back, fought, you know, made it a game there in the, in the second half. That was that was a real plus. You know, we know a lot more about ourselves certainly to have, after having played a game like that. You know, that we might not have. And they came out of it reasonably healthy, so that was a plus. Coach, certainly when you deal with a, a coaching change, and we're talking to, to Philip Fulmer on the phone with us right now, the athletic director at Tennessee. And, Coach, when you deal with a, a coaching change, there's always a little bit of turnover, obviously because the, the, the previous coach wanted to do more than likely different things than the coaches brought in and, and trying to teach different things, trying to get the right personnel, trying to figure out how to get guys to go. And you've been in, in, in spots, you've been coaching a long time. I'm sure you've had assistants go on to be – uh, head coaches and good ones at that. How how difficult is it? I don't think the fans 
you know, as their fans are always impatient about everything. But I don't think they realize how tough it is to kind of change. Even we're seeing it here at ETSU with Randy Sanders, how tough it is to kind of get your system and the things you want to get accomplished with the personnel that you have before you can bring in everybody you'd like to bring in. Oh, exactly right. It takes it takes two or three years to get you know a full roster of people that you recruited and you know and and you know want to be want to be there that fits your system. And you know, I think Jeremy's done a really good job here. He's is uh, you know got got guys playing hard and you know we didn't turn it over and we had very few penalties in the game. Won the kicking game. Won the time of possession. You do all those things. You you usually think you got a chance to win the game, and that's. Uh, but we gave up way too many, uh, you know, turnovers. So I'm um, excuse me, way too many big plays. So and the guy can coach, and he just needs time and and continuity in his staff and those kinds of things to get to where we where we want to get to. Coach, talk about your, your quarterback and uh, Garantano and, and sort of, you know, he's had to learn a little bit of a different system. And obviously it all starts with the quarterback, ETSU, going with a, with a different guy, Logan Marshy, that played in Tipple. And, and I think one of the reasons he did is because he, he's played in South Bend and has been in some big game environments. But, but Garantano, because it, the quarterbacks get so much of the, the, the praise and, and unfortunately they, they take a lot of heat when something doesn't go right. But Talk about what you thought about his performance in his first game under Jeremy Pruitt. Yeah, I thought he played really well uh, in, in the ball game. You know, he played within the system of in, in himself, got the ball out on time, took care of the football, uh, gave a really great effort, you know, a couple of times when he, you know, had to run the ball. So I, I, I really think for the first time out, you know, he did, he did a nice job. And the last question I'll, I'll ask is on the defensive side of things. I think getting uh, David Kirkland Jr. back for, for Tennessee after him missing uh, last season with an injury, certainly it looks like he picked up where he left off. But he seems like a guy that you would really, to me, seems like a guy he, you would really like and probably could have played for you. Oh, he could play. He, he, yeah, he could play the game. He, he's got great instincts, good speed to get to the ball. You know, a guy that tackles, he's a sure tackler. You know, so yeah, he's He's a good player, and, and uh, you know, really our defensive front did, did all right. We had, we had close enough a couple times we should have closed the deal on the sack, you know, that ended up costing us. But uh, that, that just comes with, him, you know, time and him being a good, good escape guy. But Kirkland is definitely a good player. Well, Coach Fulmer, we appreciate the time and, and certainly look forward to seeing you on Saturday. Okay, guys. Take care. All right, that's comments from Athletic Director Philip Fulmer. We'll step aside for a timeout. Crazy Coach Thursday. We'll talk to uh, the crazy man on the other side of this timeout. Don't forget, you can download the podcast SoundCloud on iTunes. You can subscribe. It is Sandos and the Sidekick. More after this from the Buccaneer Sports Network. Nice Wonger Children's Hospital is proud to be the only hospital in the region dedicated to serving kids, teens, and their families. With over 20 subspecialists in pediatric medicine, as well as access to the Level 1 Trauma Center at Johnson City Medical Center, we are committed to providing hope and healing to you and your family. To learn more, visit NiceWongerChildrens.org. That's NiceWongerChildrens.org. 
The Carnegie Hotel is Johnson City's only AAA four-diamond property that is unique, tranquil, and brimming with character, just adjacent to East Tennessee State University. When it's time to dine, Wellington's restaurant in the Carnegie Hotel is the place to be, serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner in grand style. And why not come indulge yourself at Austin Springs Spa, located right inside the Carnegie Hotel. East Tennessee's premier full-service spa provides everything you need to rejuvenate, revive, and renew. The Carnegie Hotel, 1216 State of Franklin Road in Johnson City. Here's the deal. At Wendy's, every hamburger is made with fresh, never frozen beef. Now here's the big deal. You can get a Dave's Double with a half pound of hot and juicy beef, along with small fries and a drink for just $5 when you download the Wendy's app. And the real deal? That's a whole lot of delicious Wendy's food for just $5. Download the app today. Fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada at participating Wendy's for a limited time. Mulliken Hardwood Flooring is a beautiful addition to any room. Enjoy the luxury of hardwood flooring in your home with Mulliken's pre-finished, sold, or engineered, ready-to-install selection of beautiful hardwood flooring and a wide variety of domestic and exotic species. Please visit the following Johnson City locations to learn more. Dockery's Floor Covering, House of Paneling, Carpet and Door Mart, and K&M Flooring. Kingsport locations include Dalton Direct Carpets, Custom Floors by Carlin, El Providence Flooring and Paint. Visit the Smile Floor Service in Bristol. Trust the clear leader in quality hardwood flooring, Mulliken Flooring. Bucks fans and football fans across the country can now design their dream home during pregame or halftime. The new My Designs app by General Shale lets you create custom projects right from your phone or tablet. Choose from 10 home and building structures designed with over 50 popular brick and stone colors. You can even share your designs with friends. Download the My Designs app by General Shale on the App Store or visit MyDesignsApp.com to design your dream project today. General Shale, a proud supporter of ETSU Athletics. New coach, new era, new day. Here from ETSU football head man Randy Sanders, all fall on the ETSU Coaches Show now on Wednesday nights. If you're scared by all the change, don't be. Voice of the Bucks, Jay Sando, still host from Wild Wing Cafe, and it's still a 6 o'clock start now every Wednesday throughout the football season. Morristown native and new ETSU football head coach Randy Sanders on the ETSU Coaches Show right here on WXSM AM 640. The Extreme Sports Monster. I got 22 excuses, 11 on my offense and 11 on my defense. A red zone defense is like Oprah. Like, you get a touchdown, you get a touchdown, you get a touchdown. We tried to recruit bigger, better players to come play for us, but they went to good schools. Uh, I got a bunch of mama's boys right now, and uh, we just won't buck up more necks, and we got to get through that. We couldn't do diddly offensively. Mike, why are you in such a bad mood? What do you care? If you were two and seven, you'd be in a bad mood too. Hello? You play to win the game. I just hope we can win a game. Well, we didn't block him. But we made up for it by not tackling. Ben Wallace and Mo Williams fell down more than a baby learning to walk. Ah, uh, what a great lead-in, our first-ever Crazy Coach Thursday. Our Crazy Coach is on the line, Sandos and Sidekick, Jay Sandos. Mike Gallagher, it's a segment we'll do every Thursday, and to ease Crazy Coach into it, we'll, we'll softball him this week. But what we'll do is we're going to scour – the, uh, the the thing called the Internet. I don't know if you're familiar with this, Mike Gallagher. Not, nope. but, but there's a thing on the Internet. There are plenty of places that you can go and get good sound bites from coaches. Sounds interesting. Uh, occasionally a player, but I'll, from 
particularly the coaches, and we're going to ask our crazy coach to kind of decipher and let us know in layman's terms what is that coach trying to say, what is he trying to accomplish. So, first of all, crazy coach, I'm assuming you're there. Yeah, Jay, what's a layman? Uh, <laughs> and he comes out swinging. Yeah. <laughs> he comes out swinging already. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So, uh, the first one, and 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 – I, I think you've heard the quote. I tried to send it to you earlier, but Randy Sanders, the head football coach here at ETSU, had made a comment about uh, uh, he's going to get on the goalpost and then uh, put it on his shoulders and probably do it naked and drag it back to Johnson City. Uh, so in layman's terms, is that literally what he means? If if the Bucks pull off uh, an epic upset, that he really wants to get naked and pull it down, or is it just one of those where he's not real sure what he's going to do if the win happens? Well, Jay, you know, I've, I've seen some video of Coach Sanders. Now, he's a handsome man, but <laughs> I don't know if I want him walking up the, the highway naked. That, that's just not something. But uh, I think he's just expressing he's going to be very happy with the uh, win um, and then just go from there. Um, it, that's a pretty basic one. Uh, so well, let me ask you this. So would uh, that – You know, George Tennessee would probably charge him for the goalpost. But uh, <laughs> what the heck, I think, I think we can raise some cash to, to pay for the goalpost and, and, and help him drag it home. That's what GoFundMe is for. Yeah, well, well, here's my here's my other question because you know it's not that long of a walk. I mean, I can't do it, but uh, 109 miles. Yeah, is that, yeah. that's not a long. That's walk not to a long you? walk. Okay. It's not right. a long. I mean, you, you you could get that done. But my question is, are we more concerned that if he actually makes it out of the stadium naked with the goalpost, by the time he gets to like the split where 40 and 81, he's going to pick up mass people that are also naked. Like it's like Forrest Gump, right? Where he's running and all of a sudden, you know, he keeps running and there's all these people running and running and running. Like, is there going to be more naked and naked people that are going to follow him down the highway? Are we more afraid of that than just coach doing it? Well, I think they're afraid of that, but I think, you, you know, highway 40 has a lot of traffic, so they don't want to back up all the truckers. And then, uh, you know, it also, um, it'd be a lot of backup, um, you know, from the loft. Um, there'd be a lot of orange, like, jerseys and stuff thrown all over the highway. So he might be able to collect those on the way home, too. Crazy Coach, have you ever had a victory that's made you want to get naked? More than once. Wow. But <laughs> have you ever followed through? Oh, we have our no hot take. But no success. Okay, so it was going into the game. You knew if you won that you would have a Randy Sanders-type reaction, but you're never able to get over the hump, lose the shirt and the pants, and have a great night. No, the media sort of steps in, and I had some security guys around me, so uh, they knew with my size they didn't want to catch that on TV. So next question, because I know – He's, he's everyone's favorite. But, you know, in the pros, you always got some, some good quips uh, that you can't really decipher because Bill Belichick doesn't give anything. His counterpart in the college game, I think, is Nick Saban. I think we can agree <laughs> to that, right? I mean, give or take, Until right? Saturday, sure. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. So so he was asked a – crazy coach, he was asked a question, a very simple one. Uh, uh, Maria Taylor, right, the, the ESPN uh, sideline reporter for ESPN. Very good at what she does. Yeah, oh, one of the best. And, and, and I thought it was a simple question. What answers – do you have about your quarterbacks after watching them play tonight? 
His response was, I still like both guys. I think both guys are good players. I think both guys can help win our team. So that's, that's Coach Speak 101, right? We're doing, you and, think he's all right for right, a second. <laughs> and, then, and then he says the word all right, and now you know it's going to get good. So why do you continually get me or why do you continually try to get me to say something that doesn't respect one of them? So now you're in his shoes. Uh, what in the world are you are you doing there? What are you saying? What are you going to do? What what is Saban the mastermind cuz he doesn't lose composure if he does, let me say this, if he does it's on purpose. Like he's trying to fire up his team. Like you know, the the media is disrespecting us. The the this team's that, and you were saying this. But this is one of the few times where it, I, it wasn't to me. It wasn't a planned deal, crazy coach. This was just him, just pure emotion kicking in. Well, I think the emotion kicked in. Uh, he's trying to protect both guys. He knows the season is is very long, and you know, in, in football, the way those guys get pounded. He needs to have that second guy ready. I mean, he might not have made a decision uh, yet on who his quarterback's going to be, but he definitely uh, – that was un, un-Nick-like because you never see him – I mean, you see him, like, uh, getting mad, but you never see him really going at anybody like that. Uh, I think the emotion got to him, but I, I basically think that he was just t- trying to protect both kids. I mean um, – which is good. I mean, as a head coach, that's you, that's what you want to do, and and maybe he hasn't made a decision yet on on crunch time who he's going to have in the game. But uh, that was a basic one. I just think he lost his emotion and and was really trying to protect both kids. Because if you, I, I don't, I didn't follow that uh, all too closely, but I do know that he has a quarterback that was um, you know started ten games last year, and the backup Perhaps. came in and won the championship. I, I do know that much, and. And both of them are, have been very successful. So I just think he's trying to protect both of them. That was pretty – that's pretty simple, Jay. But your question was kind of long. I thought I was listening to the uh, confirmation hearing for the next Supreme Court <laughs> judge. But, you know, the, 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 the question. I don't, I don't need, like, six minutes of updates. Well, no, that, that actually leads me exactly to what I was going to ask, Crazy Coach. Is it the long, meandering questions that got you about the media? What is it that gets under coaches skin about the media? Is it the same thing every day? Is it the fact that it's just generic garbage questions, the same recycled stuff? That seemed to be what Saban was kind of getting at. Is it because you think that the media is constantly digging for information and trying to unearth some massive Brett McMurphy-type scheme? You know, like, what is it about the media that does get the goat of coaches? Well, I think nowadays um, it's just the constant media and the constant sports talk. Uh, everybody's trying to find something new. And it's thing. basically, you know, he said, hey, I got two quarterbacks right now. They both play great. Uh, now leave me alone. I mean, right. and, and guys at that level can pull that off. But, uh, you know, the lower level or the guys that haven't been that successful – they're going to hound you, and, and they want a story. I mean, with the 20 every day, so they're just, you know, just think if he would have said, hey, this kid sucks, but, uh, you know, <laughs> he, he's been here for a year, so I thought I had the plane. I mean, what 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 would have happened then? Right. I mean, that would have been like uh, uh, all over. That would have been world news, you know. So it's just a, it's a constant barrage of of guys, you know, asking the same questions. Um, 
you know, it's they're trying to get an answer. They want sometimes, and that's the way coaches feel. Uh, you know, it's it's hard to develop a relationship with the media because guys are coming at you and they want that first crack. They want to see, you know, and Nick's got a pretty solid base, I think. So, but the first guy that could crack that would be a, you know, they put him, uh, they might build a statue for him somewhere in the media world. You can't win for losing if you're Nick Saban in this situation, except for the fact that you're the head coach of the University of Alabama, which is the most dominant college football program of our time. So I think he's doing all right. And so I think that's part of the actual criticism, too, of Coach Saban. It's like, well, look, you got it all. The least you can do is just dress things up for a minute-long interview with Maria Taylor and not make her feel super uncomfortable and make a lot of people watching be like, wow, look at that guy. He is such a tool. But I don't know. I guess that's just my take. That's a very interesting answer from the coach's side. You know, during that whole, you know, that question, I'm not watching Nick Saban, by the way. I mean, it's just, <laughs> That's um, a very fair point. You know, I, I might do a little Brent Musburger on you right there and go ahead. <laughs> so, and let me ask you this. I don't know. I'm not in the media world. Is that her question? Is that somebody throwing the question down from upstairs? It could be either. It could be her. It's usually discussed. I mean, a lot of times uh, they have freedom to do whatever, but you could get a producer. It's like, hey, I, I want you to – ask this or hopefully there's a everyone's following the game and let's be honest the biggest story about that game was which quarterback was going to play he refused to All name it he refused to tell summer, you ever since so they won the title some some of that was him refusing you know a, you're going to get asked until there's an answer for it right that's sort of sort of the deal so it, it could come either way i'm going to ask you one last quick one before you go this is a player comment i want you to try to put yourself in the psyche of the player and then i want you to put yourself as the coach of this player, player running back NFL, current roster running back NFL, what are your goals for the season? And he said, I, I would like to uh, at least get, you know, 1,000 or 1,500 yards, whichever comes first. <laughs> I didn't hear it. I mean, you know, guys get fired up and get excited. So, uh, 1,000 or 1,500, that's, uh, you know, Jay. I don't want to throw you under the bus, but um, you know, I'm not good at math. Season. You can say it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, I had to explain to you that, um, you know, 70 as the home score and we had uh, 61 as a visiting team. We were only down 9 11 on more than one occasion. So, uh, he might <laughs> That's have a true to, story. Did he go to Hendersonville High School, maybe? Uh, I, I went to East Henderson. That was the problem, right? <laughs> I went to the county school. <laughs> I didn't get to go to the big city school. That is not, that's one of those ones that's going to be around forever, sort of like uh, some of Yogi stuff, you know. Um, oh, Yogi you know, Bear, yeah, yeah, he's got some glasses. You know, so some of his, you know, what does he say? The game is 99% uh, mental and the other 100% or something. You know how he was. <laughs> yeah. so the other 50% is physical down, or something like that, yeah. It could go down forever, man. I mean, maybe he's a left-handed, you know, thinker and he's amphibious. You never know, mm. you know. You got to get some of those in there. <laughs> <laughs> he could be a left-hander that what, what, lives in water. Yes, absolutely. Wasn't he the one that said uh, he he couldn't? Um, uh, he's no he's no he's no genius like Norman Einstein. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite most they're, recent. They're out there forever. My they're favorite out there most forever. They're, you my, know, especially with today's media. I mean, you know, uh, once you say something, it's on the internet. So um, it's. Uh, Coaches are doing a better job actually teaching kids, you know, 
But every now and then, there's one that's going to sneak through, and uh, they'll go down forever. And uh, what's that idiot show that Shaq has? That uh, I mean, oh, I thought you were talking about Shaq Santa's sidekick for a second. <laughs> we yeah, Shaq and a fool. You know, Shaq and a fool. Yeah. Fool, so. mm. so, hey, what's this about? You know, you get the headlines, and uh, all he gets is sidekick. I mean, I know. Isn't he selfish? You know Jay Sandoz very well, crazy coach. I mean, can he get can he get your name on there with you somehow? Or you know, for, I begged who named the show? I begged who named the show? Give me who, my name on the show, and he said, show? "No, no, no, you're just my sidekick." Those were his words. That, just my sidekick. Hey, hey, coach. Wow. I'm talent, right? Yeah. I'm talent. <laughs> oh yeah, you're talent. I mean, Jay, did you just show up? And uh, I hope everything was set up already, right? No, no. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen. We had to talk about it because I actually had to wheel my own gear like two rooms over, and I was upset about that. Wow. Yeah. That's New guy. crazy. I mean, you know, Daniel's going now. We got nobody to back you up anymore. I mean, <laughs> the I mean, cracks are starting to, to show. Fix, nobody to fix all your problems anymore. So yeah. Well, that happens. All right, crazy coach. Listen, we we softballed a few today, and you said those were easy. Well, those are on purpose. We're just getting get, getting your feet wet. But next Thursday, we're gonna we're gonna have a couple of good quotes uh, from coaches, and have you really try to uh, interpret them on on what fans need to know, what the coach is actually saying. Yeah, and like I, I like the way that you were gonna use my name and blew it out in the first minute. Don't oh, worry, I'll cut that out. Yeah, it's just a podcast. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a, that's a coach. sidekick work, yeah. I'm not good at what I do. All right, crazy coach. See you, we'll coach. See you. All right, that's it. All right, four downs, ever popular. The one, two, three. Four. One, two, three. All right, four. Anyway. What are you going to do? Four downs. Uh, I guess Trey's got the questions uh, rocking and rolling. We'll do that. Don't forget the Santos and sidekick. Just heard from crazy coach. He'll be with us every Thursday. We will have uh, four downs. You can download the podcast on SoundCloud. You can certainly go to iTunes. You can subscribe. Uh, through the RSS feed and all that good fun stuff. It is Sandus and the Sidekick. We're back. Our final segment of this show right after this time out on the Buccaneer Sports Network. Let Ferguson's knowledgeable product experts kick off your next kitchen or bath project with the latest in touch and hands-free faucets. High-performance gas ranges. Or low-decibel dishwashers. They're really quiet. Request your appointment today at fergusonshowrooms.com. The best decision ever. Visit your local Ferguson showroom at 1000 Quality Circle in Johnson City and choose from an extensive lighting collection of the most sought-after brands. Find the one-of-a-kind fit for your home at Ferguson. Purchasing a new home, remodeling your home, First Bank and Trust makes applying for a loan easy. Our online application process is designed to allow you to stop anytime and pick up where you left off when it works for you. And after you submit an online application, you can check your loan status anytime. Visit or call me, Rose Fulton, today for help with your purchase, refinance, construction, or home loan. We're there for all your mortgage needs because we're your bank for life. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. This is the Pepsi that your father drank and your grandfather drank. When I was your age, we were. This is the Pepsi that your Uncle Ted drank when rock sounded like this. This is the Pepsi for American pastimes. Whether you're tailgating at a speedway or courtside watching your favorite player make a breakaway, he scores! This is the Pepsi for those who are forever fun. This is the Pepsi for every generation. 
Known for its personalized service and friendliness, the environment at the Johnson City Country Club is comfortable, casual, and inviting. One of the greatest assets is the beautiful clubhouse. From the sweeping verandas, the fireplace in the massive ballroom, to our intimate private dining rooms to our 19th hole. The clubhouse accommodates all desires. For decades, the Johnson City Country Club has been host to numerous wedding receptions, business meetings, golf outings, and an array of social functions. The setting is ideal for any event in any season. Whether your function is large or small, your guests will enjoy a fine dining experience with professional, courteous attention. The Johnson City Country Club, a tradition since 19. 13. No one knows better than the Bucks what it takes to compete on the college level. No one knows better than Bullseye what it takes to compete in the business market. At Bullseye, we provide innovative products and services to help our customers meet their business objectives, and you can count on us for graphic design, printing, mailing services, and much more. Bullseye, a preferred partner of the ETSU Athletic Department. Call Bullseye in Johnson City at 423-283-7772 or visit us on Hanover Road near Cheddar's. Bullseye. For all your printing needs. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Now. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Now. Four. Now. Four. Now. Four. 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 Now. Wow. Trey Adams in studio. That's got to be your favorite bumper, I'm assuming. It's as good as it gets, isn't it? It is truly, I think, the workings of someone that was A, out of ideas, B, is deeply, deeply affected by mental health issues, and also um, loves some Britney Spears, uh, unabashedly so once in a while. I respect that. Thank you. Thank you. Because a lot of times, especially from Jay Sandoz no, and from others no, that were listening last no, week, oh, top 40, uh, no, pop music's terrible. No, it's the Katy Perry. I think we're all following Britney. What is Britney. wrong with Katy Perry? Who I don't is not following She did Britney. the Super Bowl. Left Shark. Left Shark. Literally, Britney lost her mind and shaved her head. I'm all, I'm all about that. Like, when you hit rock <laughs> Had a kid bottom, with come back, with that's what I'm going with. The so. kid was with Federline, right? That was that, yeah. was that whole yeah. thing? Yeah. yeah. That was a yeah, dark. They, speaking of people affected by mental health issues. Yeah. Britney Spears and Kevin Federline. That's tough. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know how we got there, but that escalated quickly. Trey Adams. Santos sidekick. Uh, four downs. Trey's the lead guy here. We'll follow your lead, Trey. First down. All right. You know what's happening Saturday, ETSU football taking on the Tennessee Volunteers. And, and before we get started here, contrary to popular belief, I will be, in fact, repping the blue and gold on Saturday. boy. No, 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 doubt, no doubt about it. But my question is, uh, ETSU football versus Tennessee, will they score a passing touchdown first or a rushing touchdown first? Will, will ETSU score yes. rushing or passing? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, I'm going to go air. I'm going to say a passing touchdown first. Yeah, I'm going with that too. I think it's Marchie over the top to Quan Harrison. How about this? Marchie over the top to Harrison, about 45 yards for the first score of the game. 7 nothing. Little panic starts to set it. I think the game will go a lot like the ETSU Mars Hill game went last week. I'm hoping for better things in the second half for ETSU than what Mars Hill got as, as the Bucks. Of course, I was happy then, and now this week it's all flipped, but I'm hoping that it's closer in that second half. But I think you go over the top to Quan Harrison. Logan Marchie's been on that big stage. He's not going to be intimidated by Nealon. Hit a touchdown, get an early lead. Second down. All right, so more ETSU-Tennessee matchups tonight. It's women's soccer. You know, Tennessee is ranked number 16 in the country. Uh, what are some ways that the Bucks can take down the balls and pick up their first top 25 victory of the season? 
Well, this is going to be a difficult one. Of the three this week that are the most difficult matchups, it's tough to really delineate between football and women's soccer because you've got right now Tennessee that's number nine in the country, uh, their highest ranking since 2007, and they've done that without Bunny Shaw for a lot of the season. She played the first couple games of the year, but she is one of the better players right now in the world in women's soccer, at least statistically. They're going through CONCACAF qualifying, um, and she's on the Jamaican national team playing number one striker for them and scored 16 goals in eight games for the Jamaican national team in CONCACAF qualifying. She's not going to be with Tennessee a lot of the year, is returning tonight against ETSU over at Summers Taylor Stadium. She's going to be gone from the fourth to the 17th of October as well while they have that tournament here, the actual CONCACAF qualifier for the World Cup. Top three teams in the eight-team tournament make the actual FIFA World Cup. So she could be on TV in the World Cup um, in no time, and she's been incredible. So stopping her, ETSU's without Eleonora Goldoni again, their top scorer. She's not going to be back um, until either next game or the game following the run. Sure. So this is going to be a really tough task. Um, what I think you have to do is get your defensive shell, Hope that Leanne Cutshaw and Net and your defense can hold for a while, hit them on a counter, and try and win one nothing. That's my best um, layout for how you can get victory. I'm no soccer coach, but that's how I think it can go, and I'm hoping the Bucks do exactly that. I, I think it, uh, you know, and, and turnovers are big in every sport, but certainly ETSU will try to play keep away, right? Try to take the air out of the ball, try to possess the ball longer than Tennessee. But if they have those. You know, an errant pass here or there, miscommunication when trying to play possession. It's one thing if, if uh, you're trying to get a run, right, uh, you know, down the sideline and you miss or, or try to uh, squeak one between some defenders and it's a little too far and the goalie gets it or whatever it may be in the 18 box. But it, there's always those where you're around midfield and trying to possess and you're, you're just trying to get a quick touch here and there and all of a sudden uh, – uh, an errant pass turns into a, a breakaway or, mistakes, or odd yeah. man rush the Can't other way. Mistakes. So I think it's that, and you know, and, and goalkeeping is certainly it's not always on the goalie. I hate uh, when I'm in the stands and everybody's crushing the goalkeeper, and I'm like, did you see the defensive yeah. breakdown that the goalkeeper just is? Because if it gets into a one on one, and especially if it's a straightaway one on one, I mean, the, the goalkeeper is zero shot, and the goalkeeper takes a lot of lumps for goals scored sometimes. And I'm not saying. There aren't times a goalkeeper can't make a play, but I, I'm going to go with they got to take the air out of the ball. They've got to defensive. They just can't have those t the turnovers, the miscues in the middle of the field. Third down. All right, kind of speeding things up here. The NFL season starts tonight. The Philadelphia Eagles defending their Super Bowl title against the Atlanta Falcons. Who you got tonight? I'm going Atlanta. I think uh, Julio Jones and the – Falcons will have a, a big day, Matty Ice and everybody. The big reason why the Super Bowl champion hangovers on Thursday nights last couple of years have been struggling. So I'm going to go with the uh, Atlanta Falcons. I think the Eagles and their fans still be being up on the grease poles outside the stadium there. <laughs> Those fans are something else. Uh, I have a conspiracy theory, and this is going to slow us right down, Trey. We don't got to be out at exactly noon. But Nick Foles is starting tonight. And I think everyone kind of assumed that Carson Wentz would probably be healthy for this game. Um, apparently is not, says Doug Peterson, head coach. Conspiracy theory is that Peterson is saying that Wentz has an injury 
just so Foles can be in the game because he doesn't want to admit that Foles is the better quarterback. Carson Wentz, the quarterback of the future, but Foles is still there and won the Super Bowl. They didn't even need Carson Wentz to win the Super Bowl last year. So what exactly is Carson Wentz there for? I think Doug Peterson wants to ride with Nick Foles, and that injury is phantom. So tonight I go with Atlanta because there is controversy, at least made up by me in that You know, I've room. seen that before, right? What? Uh, well, not necessarily the, the sent the guy because of that, but I've seen a guy come in because of injury and win a Super Bowl, and he stuck with that guy, and he won a lot of Super Bowls. I don't remember that. A lot of Super Bowls. Five of them, as a matter of fact. Yeah. One, two, three, four. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Moving. Mike, that's a great hot take, so that deserves. It's our third of the show. You know what I remember? I remember Atlanta being up 28 to 3. I don't remember what happened after that. You went to sleep. Strange. Yeah, I had to. Fourth down. All right. Final down. We're going to have some fun with this one. Golfer you would rather play around with Happy Gilmore or Charles Barkley? That's easy, Charles Barkley. That's How hands is that down. easy? It's hands down. Really? Number one, my all-time favorite basketball player in the world ever is Charles Barkley. Really? Yeah. You love the bruiser, the six foot five, uh, go up, get all listen, the rebounds. My favorite players hardly ever play on my favorite teams. I, I don't know huh. why I'm weird, but like my favorite football player growing up was Ronnie Lott, right? He's a guy who just hit people and make, make him silly. Yeah. Then, uh, you know, my favorite basketball player was Charles Barkley, you know. So I, uh, Suns, Rockets, yeah. I just – I like physical – you know, Ty Domi, you know, clearly favorite hockey player, you know, just because he was the bruiser and the mauler. I was – you know, I'm, I think I'm 0-4-1 in bar fight, so I clearly can't do what he did. But uh, I'm thinking uh, – but I like the, the, the big kind of – you know, just the nasty, mean attitude, guys. That was my – so just because I was – my kids actually have Charles Barkley figurines from when I was a kid that they, they use. They watch Space Jams all the time, and they know Charles Barkley. So Barkley for me because I would wear him out for four hours or probably five because he's terrible at golf, but I would wear him out on so many questions I've wanted to ask him my whole <laughs> life that he would he would, He'd be he, cocktail he would quit after nine holes. holes. Yeah, he would either right. be so sauced yeah. uh, by that or he would just quit by nine it. holes. Sure, sure. I go with uh, Happy Gilmore, and with the caveat that Bob Barker's still alive, right? I don't want this to be insensitive. He is, isn't he? I'm going to say yes, I but think I have he no is. Idea. I know he's not doing prices right anymore, but I'm pretty sure he is. I'm hoping that a Bob Barker, uh, Happy Gilmore number two comes on the golf course. So I'm hoping it's a, a, a three-player group with Happy Gilmore uh, Bob Barker and myself, and you just sit back and let the magic happen. Uh, Happy Gilmore has the amount of rage that I think all of us want in the golf course. Also, I want to see those 400-yard drives and hole-in-ones on par fours. Sure. I don't want to be subjected to watching Barkley hack it around for 160 shots. I mean, has anyone ever seen him play a full round of golf? Because it would take eight or nine hours. I don't want to be out there all day. I have other things to do. So Gilmore, Barker, and myself with an absolutely fantastic three or four hours, probably a couple fights in the golf course, uh, maybe a few beverages. You know, I, it sounds like a great time. I have eight or nine hours with Barkley. Like, clearly. <laughs> he probably doesn't have eight or nine hours for you. Yeah, I, and to be honest with you, I heard he picks up tabs. So I'm fine well, with that. Well, that's nice, too. too. So. He, I'm sure he has the money. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's fine with that. He's, he's a one percenter, in case you don't know. He's, right. he's got some money here and there. That'll do it. Uh, Santa's sidekick tomorrow, Friday. We got uh, a couple things on the show, right? I don't know what we got on the show. Yeah, I can't quite remember either. Uh, I know we're doing bold predictions. I guess we have to recap our bold predictions from the previous week because we didn't get a chance to do That's that right. with no Monday show. So definitely have bold predictions. We're obviously talking ETSU Tennessee for sure. Uh, may debut a new segment. May talk. Uh, Route Tree with Austin Herrick. Uh, there it is. Route Tree with Austin Herrick. And uh, we may have uh, a new segment, Cooperstown. May have that going as we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Who knows? Next week, Santa's sidekick.